This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, hello everybody. Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bunnell and alongside me is my co-host Elijah Spann and a special guest for today's episode, JD James Danielson. You guys might recognize him from writing some blogs over on gtdsports.com. He's also been on the podcast before, so welcome back. Thank you for being here. Uh, you guys can check him out over at Snag1025 on social media. Elijah is over at ElijahSpan19 and myself over at RyanBanel8. Before we get started with the episode, be sure to go over, like I said earlier, on our website, gtdsports.com, and check out our Kickass network of podcasts. We got four other shows, but tonight you're with us. So we're currently live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all that jazz. It's Tuesday, December 14th. Coming in with an NFL-dominant episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of UFC, but for now, we got JD here to talk about some NFL and especially some fantasy playoff advice um, before we get into that, and then an extended love it or loathe it to wrap things up as we normally do on Tuesday. All right, well, that's it. So before we get into all that, though, we're going to start things off like we normally do with a highlight, lowlight of the weekend. And so as our guest, JD, I'll go ahead and hand it off to you for the first highlight. All right. Well, thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks it. for being here. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to it all day. Um, so I guess my highlight for the week is we finally got our first considerable amount of snowfall here in Minnesota. For those that don't know, I'm from Minnesota, and that's why I'm a big Vikings fan. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I love the snow, so it's good. We got about six, seven inches. Um, a lot of it's already gone, which kind of stinks. And then tomorrow it's actually supposed to thunderstorm, which is crazy. So that happens sometimes. Um, and my low light, I guess, is I uh, had a pretty nasty ear infection in the house with my daughter this weekend. But we're going good now. So that's she's good. On, she's on Always the up good. and up. You bet. Always good. Oh, yeah. Everything's uh, good to go now. Okay. Well, I, I want to focus though on the highlight more. So the snow—that seems. I mean, for you know, just us as Texas boys, I, we can only dream of that. That must be amazing. <laughs> it is. It's it's my favorite actually. A lot of people don't like winter, but I love it. It's fun getting four seasons. Yeah, Texas is literally like four seasons within a month. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it was eighty, or it was like. 60 i mean honestly like 40 degrees at some points during the night in late october early november and then today it was 75 outside that's crazy like yep. it makes no sense and tomorrow it's supposed to be like 55 and like 55 mile an hour winds with thunderstorms and like a slight chance of tornadoes tornadoes so, yeah with uh with snow on the ground that's pretty wild huh that is, I mean, yeah, because uh, Texas, we're Tornado Alley, so that's not all. I mean, but in December, right. that would be weird. Yeah, we kind of, uh, you know, there's times every year where we get all four seasons in about 24 hours. It happens. I'm not I even joking. It. It's crazy. I believe it. All right, Elijah, what do you got? So I went golfing on Saturday, and that was great. But So I lost my pitching wedge on, like, the first part three. 
I just left it there. I was about to say, did things. you lose it or leave it? <laughs> I left uh, maybe it. Three um, in the woods. Yeah, probably. I played. I didn't play that great. Um, and then I didn't have it, and I called Monday. I left my name and number. Never got a call. I checked. I called Monday. Like still nothing. Or called Sunday. Still nothing. Called Monday. Still nothing. Called the day. They have it, and I was stoked. So that was definitely because I, I already lost my eight iron out of that bag once out of that set. And uh, pretty upset about that because eight iron was probably my favorite club, and the pitching wedge is my most used club. And so if I would have lost both of those, that would have been pretty, pretty salty. So well, I mean, plus I got it financially, they're just ridiculously priced. I mean, you can get them right. on like Facebook Marketplace, I guess. Yeah, used and stuff. But but it'd be different because I already have that set. I don't want to get a different pitching oh. wedge out of a different set because it's you know, shit's yeah. different and might change the rhythm. Just a lot of money, and but that's just what golf's all about—spending money. And then low light, <laughs> yes, yeah. essentially getting drunk and, and spending money. Yeah, uh, and then low light is—I got some free play because of a very unfortunate DeAndre Swift bet. Um, and then I lost all of my free play on parlays that never hit, so that sucked. You know, that's part of because that's what. Though. Yeah, that's what any normal person does with free plays. They make parlays, and that's what I did. And a couple of them, oh, dude, the one on Sunday, it was good. It was going good all day. I had Falcons plus two and a half. I had Titans minus nine, and then Texans plus nine. Texans were playing all game, and then they just got blown out, just like all of a sudden in the fourth quarter. So. Dude, Bummer. NFL bets have been so fucky lately. It's got to be smarter. It's gonna be smarter. Yeah, yeah. It's but been DFS tough. DFS has been a nightmare the last month. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't been doing DFS as much this year. I need to. I'm gonna try and get on it for the last few weeks. Especially because, like, what DFS has got to be fun for playoffs because they do. Oh, I know, like, the a last. Yeah, that's. that's I want to get involved for time that, to play yeah. it. Do you do like the think, the captain showdown a lot? Yeah, that's. I pretty much hone in on those during the playoffs. Yeah, those that's usually my favorite to do. Yeah. And actually I just started doing I just started doing the live I don't know what DraftKings calls it, but it's um so you're doing it while the game's going on. Oh and yeah. So you draft for like the second quarter or the third quarter or whatever it may be. I've been doing that a lot lately. That's fun actually. Okay. I feel like there could be some value in that too. Like if like a, a really good player is having a rough first half, like he's right. bound to bounce back or something, right. like and so they give you like 15 seconds to pick a player. They give you like three or four to choose from. Mm-hmm. And then one will have like a multiplier on it or the other one might have a times. Two oh, I think I've done it. that before, actually. Yeah, it's actually very interesting. I just started doing that and it's a lot of fun. That I sounds like it would be. It. Yeah. It sounds stimulating because it's just, you know. It is. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like it gets you hooked easy. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so my highlight, though, um, staying on the sports betting theme, was not over the weekend. It was last night, though, on Monday Night Football. Somehow, some way, by the graces, graces of the gambling gods, I hit Odell Beckham Jr., first touchdown scorer, at plus 1150 odds, which I'm probably like 0-6 on first touchdown bet scorers this season. So that made up for my losses and a little bit more. But, oh, that felt good seeing him run that little quick slant to the end zone. That was glorious. I bet. And then my low light, though, 
uh, kind of unsports related. My sports related one would just be the Bengals choking in overtime against the Niners, which was oh my god, that game was huge. That was a huge swing game for us. I forget but, you're a big Bengals fan. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that game. Literally, if we won, we would be first in the division. If we lost, we're out of the playoffs. Like, so we got to win at least probably three out of our last four if we really want to yeah. get in. But you should probably win out. Yeah. That would be great. Honestly. That'd be okay with me. We'll get, we'll get to Bengals in a minute, though. Yeah, More yeah, we'll get depth. to that in a minute. But my my true low light has just been uh, this week is finals for me. I have three exams tomorrow back to back to back. So apologies if my energy is not up where it normally is. I'm a little bit drained just from staying in the library a lot, grinding it away. Once I'm done, though, I'm done. It's also just kind of at that point where I'm like, damn, I really only have one semester of college left. So that's almost like you're working like a full time job right now with school. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's not fun. So, and I'm trying to fucking – I can't wait for next semester because I'm only doing seven hours next semester. You so, bastard. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> That's all I need left to graduate. Motherfucker. And uh, uh, so I'm going to have so much more time to work on GTD and stuff. Like that's my goal is to really use that before grad school and everything. Yeah, yeah good I've for been, you, Ryan. I've been trying to write more blogs and all that, but man, just – Working with my schedule, I work for a logistics company, so I have to start really early in the morning. I go in at 6.45, come out at 4.15, so, like, I come out. It's pretty mentally draining, and I just, I don't I know. can I'm, bet, jeez. I'm calling truck drivers all day, They're because they're just delightful people. Oh, my <laughs> God. They are so delightful. Trust me, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just come home pretty mentally drained, haven't been able to do it as much, which really makes, because I want to write more, but, yeah. Trying, trying to find the mental strength to do it. We'll get on the groove. We're coming up on like the one year anniversary of the website being a thing, even. So we'll, yeah, uh, well, yeah. that's sweet. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's January twenty first was the official day, I believe. Should we could... do like a year in review? I yeah, we we should. I think it would be fun. Okay, we should. Uh, we should definitely do that. We should definitely give out some awards. Yeah, that would be fun. Or, like too. an award show. Yeah, that would be, I would like that. Yeah, let's see that. Uh, just think that sounds loud, fun. Yeah, yeah we I could do. Know. Yeah, we could do public. We could also do even just like something you know with the with the staff and everything. But yeah, we could yeah. definitely do something like on our podcast. Oh, no, we'll do it. We'll do it on the show for the staff. And yeah, exactly. We'll make it a Twitter thing, and it'll be a fun time. It'll be like yeah. No, I like better. that. I like that. And we could All start right. doing that like annually and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I mean, we're we got a lot of stuff coming. We're now officially somewhat of an announcement we're like well you know lawyer fucked up the paper don't know if i can say that but uh we have to rework the paper now uh but elijah and i are like just one signature away from having gtd sports as an official company in the eyes of the law so exciting stuff coming in the future but alas let's we can talk about that another time let's get into some football for now we're going to do another How Are We Feeling segment. For those unfamiliar, this is essentially just some questions, some talking points. We go through and decide how we're feeling about it, give our take, give our opinion on it. Um, and starting off, we got Urban Meyer. How do we feel about the Urban Meyer experience Man. being a disaster? <laughs> because I don't think we can argue it's been a disaster. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's a good way to say it. <laughs> I mean, what? That's, they're two. They're two and eleven. 
I think mm-hmm. so. With like a fluke win over the Bills, and then I forgot yeah. who their other one was. But the was- record, the record is even the worst part of it. Yeah, it's all everything in between. Yeah, with him, you know, getting grinded on at a club, and then apparently he. I, I, I don't know with the controversy about have you guys heard how uh, him and his assistant coaches mm-hmm. with uh how he apparently was going on saying that they've never won anything like making them prove their accomplishments and whatnot like but then he denied it and said that that was a false report so like but of course you know what else urban yeah. myers never told a lie right <laughs> yeah most yeah. truth most truthful human on the yeah. planet big tr- big big truth teller guy so <laughs> I don't, i don't think so I yeah. saw a graphic that uh, it was whenever Urban, at, like after his retirement from college coaching, when he was an analyst for a, a short bit, there was a graphic that said like keys to successful coaching, and it was like establishing culture, locker room trust, and stuff like that. And then it was like pretty much everything he doesn't have. Yeah, it was like hold on a second, <laughs> like are you sure about that, Urban? Like, well, he had it in college, so yeah. Oh, I mean, definitely, yeah, he yeah. had it in college. That's another question, too, is do you think he's, like, only built for college? He's one of those guys? Because, I mean, you could say that about Nick Saban, too. He kind of flopped in the NFL. I mean, he could be, yeah. What's his contract? Does anybody what's they might know what that is? Like, I'm Saban? No, no, Urban no, Meyer. Urban Meyer. Good question. Um, I remember it was fat. I thought it was only for was, a few years. Like, it wasn't it was, super long, though. Not it's long. It's not going to last. It's, it's I know expensive. that. Yeah. It's expensive. It wasn't – I don't – it wasn't like one of these crazy, like, 10-year contracts. But I think it was – I want to say four to five years with a lot of money. Hmm. With a lot but of money. With, with the a bag. Lot of, yeah. With the bag, so, yeah. Yeah. That's I think, too bad. Hey, all I'm saying <laughs> is hear me out. Urban Meyer to Notre Dame. At the end of the season, Notre Dame hasn't. Oh wait, oh shit! Notre Dame did hire a coach. Yeah, I'm they stupid. hired their DC. My conspiracy is already busted. Never mind. Well, so. yeah. yeah, Freeman. I I like that hire though with Freeman. Anyway, I was thinking of somewhere that Urban could sneak into on the college scene. Probably. No. <laughs> He'd like those college bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Man. one he went to was like named after him and everything. It was. It was his oh, place. Really? He owns yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, really? oh, he I owns it? Man. Yeah, Urban's Pie House. Was, like, it's his oh, I bar. thought it was just named after him. Okay. No. That makes sense. No, it's, it's his whole it's Well, his I mean, it still deal, doesn't like... make sense why he was being grinded on by a co-ed. But... So is that like a hall pass for him or what? <laughs> yeah, what if what if it was literally just like a hall pass and the media caught it or something? Like, just put him on blast. I mean, that... either way, it's still kind of. Right. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, not a good look. That's just one of those situations where it's just so weird and so bizarre. Like any any like weird conspiracy theory that you have about it, like I'll buy into it. Like yeah. the one that he's trying to get fired, or like I don't know, whatever you can make up about it. I'll just be like, I'll I guess I'll believe it because I don't dude, know. He's like he's a weird dude. I wonder what goes on in his head. You probably he's... don't want to know. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I mean, he's without his fair share of controversies, too, in college. I mean, at Florida, yeah, exactly, there was yeah. a whole lot of shit that went down. Yeah, this isn't I mean, a first-time thing. No, no. I mean, he said – but in college, you can kind of get that shit covered up because there's boosters, and when you win, everything's okay. Right. And But just with NFL, just things are a lot more different, a lot more up in the air. You can't really pay off people because the media is just so big. Um, so – I. Yeah, he, he just wasn't built for it. He's too shady of a guy to to, to succeed in the NFL. And yeah, I don't think like, it lasts long. And, no, and, and we should have known it, Ryan, because me and you were both like, we either 
dumbasses when we bought into it. We're like, I think Urban Meyer could succeed in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's going to crush it. Yeah. This is a turnaround. This is a turnaround, man. He accepted this job so he could be with Trevor Lawrence. And then look what he's done with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has looked like dog shit. Terrible. Meyer. Yeah. Terrible. I wonder how much of, of Urban, you know, is to blame for that fact or how much, you know, Trevor just really kind of struggled to make that leap. I wonder because who knows? Maybe they get a new coach, a new system, and Trevor thrives. Because, I mean, he has the – the facilities, you know, he's, he's talented, it's just, he's athletic. It's, it just blows my mind, though, because, I mean, you have good weapons. Yeah. Marvin Jones, and you have LaVisca Chanel, and you got James mm-hmm. Robinson. DJ Chark, too. DJ Chark, and it's just – it's a ghost town down there for points. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, like, Etienne, Etienne's coming back next year. Yeah, so he'll like, be back. That could also be something. I just – I can't figure it out. Their O-line's pretty subpar. I do know that, but that yeah, that is true. Yeah, it doesn't help. But if so, my my main takeaway from this is like five years ago, or even ten years ago. Actually, I don't know where Kingsbury was a decade ago. I know where he was five years ago at Tech. If I were to tell you that Cliff Kingsbury would be coaching circles around Urban Meyer in the NFL, like you would have thought I was crazy. But that's what we're seeing. We got a coach of the year candidate, and then likely the hottest of the hot seat candidates in Urban Meyer. I would have taken that bet against you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, next up, though, we got – we asked this question last week as well, but we have to ask it again because of, uh, you know, recent events with their game against the Bucks. Are the Bills frauds? I'm going to say no. I agree with you. I'll let you explain. I'm going to say no. Um, obviously, they lost to Jacksonville. That was a big oopsie. Yeah. Um, I think that's a trap game to a T. Uh, the Colts, they lost to. They got a good defense. They got blown out by the Colts. Yeah. They got a good defense, and Jonathan Taylor is. They've just been playing well. Yeah. Is arguably top two candidate for MVP right now. Yeah. Um, the Patriots are a good team. Shitty weather. I mean,. You can't decide what's going to happen in that game with what they were dealing with on Monday night. It's just, you don't, I mean, that's football weather, but you know, anything can happen. You can have a game plan and you just never know. I mean, they could have put the ball on the ground 10 times, you know, the Patriots looked really good. I thought, I mean, they, they ran the ball right down their throat, but uh, I think the bills, I mean, it's Josh Allen. He's a stud. Stephon Diggs is good. Um, I think they have a chance. I really do. I think they're better than what they're getting credit for and what the record shows. That's just my opinion. But I uh, they were my my preseason Super Bowl pick, so that's part of the reason why I'm kind of sticking by them. Like I I believe in them still. They've had yeah like some tough games, and their one this last weekend too was another tough game but yeah. you got to give them some props too for coming back what was it like right. 24 to 3 and they forced it to ot yeah and they came back and and then tom brady just does what tom brady does and that's just yeah. kind of the name of the game at this point exactly it also too though is josh allen has been kind of receiving some hate in the media people saying he's overrated and whatnot but oh, i i think he's fine he looked terrible that first half and then he really turned it on the second half yeah he's He's fun to watch, without yeah. question. Yeah, he's had he's had a, more, a few more uh, questionable moments uh, than last year for sure. But yeah, I mean, I still think he's a guy that can 
lead him to a playoff run, potentially a Super Bowl. I don't I still don't know if he's like a guy to win the Super Bowl quite yet. He could and he probably will get there, I would imagine. Um the guy the, the one thing about Josh Allen that people tend to forget is that he, the guy can run. Yeah. And that's huge when it comes to being a quarterback in the NFL. You look at how much better they are as far as making plays happen, extending plays, keeping drives alive, that kind of thing. Um, you know, Tom Brady would probably be the exception to that, but that's because he's the greatest to ever play the game, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think they're going to be fine, to be completely honest with you. Elijah, what do you uh, think? I think they're frauds. I mm-hmm. think that – so they've already doubled their loss total from last year. Um, they're 7-6. and six. Their best stretch of the season, which was against a horrible competition, they beat, they blew up the Dolphins, the Texans, and then somebody, I can't remember. They went on that run where they were just blowing out everybody. Oh, the football team when they were really bad um, before they got their shit together. Um, And they lost against the Patriots in a close divisional game. Yes, you could say, oh, the weather was a factor, blah, blah, blah. But what's the Bills offense's biggest problem? The run game. So in a game like that, they can't win at all. Like I knew for a fact that the Patriots had that game on lock because any team like Bill Belichick can run the ball no matter what. Um, and deep in the playoffs, like you need to have at least one game that you can pull out where you have to rely on running the ball. They can't do that. So the Bills is Super Bowl contenders. They're frauds. Maybe next year they can get it together. Maybe you get some more offensive linemen that are better running the ball or another running back. I'm not really quite sure what the problem is. Yeah. Josh Allen can run the ball. He's a hell of a runner. He's great. He had hundred yards rushing last week, but do you really want your franchise quarterback taking the rock every week? Well, I mean, I think that's a separate point, like how much he rushes, but I don't know. I think they could be a team going into playoffs that won't be favorited by any means, but Look at the Buccaneers last year. They were what nine and seven entering the playoffs. Or they were right? 11 and five. Oh, eleven and five, really? Yeah. All right. Well, they weren't favorited. They were one of the lower seeds. But mm-hmm. yeah, they were in the wild card week. I feel like the Bills could be one of those teams, kind of, of this year. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They because you're right. They have lost the close games, and the good teams that you know are Super Bowl contenders win those close games, but. Sometimes it's about getting hot at the right time. So if they get hot right now and they win these last four games, then I, I think they have the talent to do so. It's just about getting it together. Yeah. I mean, I was right there with you. I mean, they were my pick to go to the Super Bowl as well. I had them and the Packers. But, man, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm not high on them right now. I'm, I'm pretty low. Like, I just think that – I think that them as Super Bowl contenders is out the door. Out the, uh, out the door? That's – I, I, can't, I, I mean, they could they could maybe the make a playoff run, win win in the wild card round, be competitive in the divisional. But for them to win the wild card round, win the divisional, and then win the AFC championship, I'm not buying it. It's a tough road ahead of them. There's no question about that. Yeah, it is tough. But I think that they could probably pull it off if they really catch fire. Uh, yeah, that would do. they would have to. They would really have to go on a streak here. If Josh Allen, like puts up crazy numbers and looks great these next few games going into the playoffs. Like you said, if you get hot at the right time, that's what you need to do. Because, I mean, they play the Panthers, the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Jets. That should at least be 3-1. and one. 
Yeah. So anyway, and I think they could, I mean, they could beat the Patriots. I know it'd be tough, but a lot of times you play a team twice, you play them better the second time. So, right. But again, that one's going to be in Foxborough. though. I was just going to say they're in new England though. And that's well, the Patriots, they look good too, to an end at some point as well with that, but that's just for that game. That's how I'm going to look at it in the betting. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, it is. All right, next up, though, we got another potential Super Bowl contender. The Chiefs are back, right? <laughs> how are we feeling about it? I kind of feel about the Chiefs how Elijah feels about the Bills. Interesting, because okay. I feel pretty confident on the Chiefs now. I do and I don't. So their defense is improving, which is good because they were trash at the beginning of the season. Yeah, horrendous, yeah. Oh, terrible. Historically, and- <laughs> really bad. Yeah, no, it's really, really bad. <laughs> but um, so that is getting better. And this kind of is a precursor into my blog for Thursday Night Football because the Chiefs take on the Chargers. But, you know, I looked at some of Mahomes' stats and all of that stuff that's been going on with fantasy football. And he's been great for your team, but he hasn't been – that player that's going to lead you to victory every week. And that is one thing that's missing this season from the chiefs as an NFL team, not from like the fantasy aspect of it is that they haven't really blown everybody out like they were before and putting up 45, 50 points a game. It's just not there right now. Well, last week, I mean, right. But so here's my point. They did that to the Raiders twice this year, but that's it. Yeah, you're right. And they're a very uh, broken Raiders team right now. But so the other side of that argument is I think that they could do the same thing as the Bills and catch fire at the right time. I mean, they're on fire right now. They are. And I think they're going to continue to do so. But they have to get through San or not San Diego, San Diego, Los Angeles. I know what you mean. And for some reason, I just have the feeling that the Chargers are going to win that game on Thursday night. I don't know why. I, just, I mean, the Chargers are playing well right now as well. Yeah, so. Justin Herbert is on a tear, Yeah, which, which is fun to watch. Not against my Bengals, though. That that sucked. <laughs> they put up 41 on us. Yeah. No, but I, I think, you know, it was kind of funny because me and Elijah were talking about it right before that first Raiders game where they blew him out. Because that before that was when they were struggling. I mean, everybody was questioning what, what was happening. And so that's kind of what we were talking about was, you know, what's going on? Are they done? Are they frauds? And I remember saying that, like, that Raiders game was going to set it right. Like, and they were going to, like, they were going to be the Chiefs again. And fucking, they're doing it. They're doing right. it. So I, I think they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. Do I personally have them going all the way? No, I, I don't. But I think they could. I don't want them to either. I don't want to see the Chiefs again. Man, it's it's kind of tough for me because I've been kind of shitting on the Chiefs all year. So I'm going to stick to my guns a little bit, but damn, do they look better. They look really um, good. They I look mean, much better. They look they look a hell of a lot better, especially their defense like we talked about. Um, but I'm still going to stick to my guns and say that, you know, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl. And that was my bold prediction at the beginning of the year is that the Chiefs weren't, were not going to make the Super Bowl. I would agree um, with that. And so I'm – I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay kind of where I've been, but I am a little bit scared about it. But I'm not gonna back out. All right. 
All right, next up, this one's a little bit personal to me. So the Bengals have dropped two games in a row after blowing out the Steelers. How do we feel about their playoff chances? I feel very, very grim. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I I don't feel good at all. Literally, oh, my God. Like, my, my emotion, I was very emotional during that overtime. And so we got the field imagine. goal. I was like, we have it in the bag. I was like, we just fucking pulled off the comeback. Our defense has been stopping them all second half. And then, of course, the one drive that matters most, they can't do it. But anyway. Now you know how I feel every fucking week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been rough for Minnesota. But, no, I, I just think that, that game was huge. Like I said earlier, if we won, we would have been leading our division. But, again, the AFC North is literally – one game away. I think both us and the Browns are seven and six now. And then the Ravens are eight and five. So literally one game away. Anything could happen at this point in the season because we play the Ravens too. That's going to be a huge game is if we beat the Ravens twice, we could end up winning the division and we play the Browns still. So if we beat the Browns and beat the Ravens, I feel, I mean, we're, I think we're golden, but I would give us what are you in Baltimore? No, we're in Cincinnati. I think you'll win that game. I hope so. They've been playing sketchy. The Baltimore has lately. They've been playing like garbage. Also, that we lost the game against the Niners because we had two muffed punts. How, how often in an NFL game do you two? have two muffed punts, let alone one? Like two? Oh, my God. There's some lucky bastard in Vegas that won a ton of money on that. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like the, the odds on that had to be amazing. But I would say percentage-wise, I would give us – a, like a 33% chance, like a one in three chance right now to make playoffs after that okay. loss. I uh, I actually like y'all's chances better to just go ahead and win the division outright than to make a wild card spot. So You're, that would be the better odds probably. Um, it's kind of weird because y'all are only one game back, right, from the Ravens and Lamar yeah. just got hurt. Yeah, and we're tied with the Browns, but they have the tiebreaker because they smashed us. Right. Man, that's tough. The AFC North is definitely going to be one of those teams to watch for the, down the stretch. Like, even if you're not a fan of one of those teams, just because the playoff race is going to be so good, and the Steelers are going to be competitive with the other guys that they still have to play. I think they still have one game left against the Browns at least, and then I, mean, I guess like six I'm, and seven, right? So six, six and one. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, the tie, which just messes everything up. <laughs> I mean, but, that's uh, fine by me. It helps with yeah. the playoff. It's you know basically like a loss in terms of the playoff race. And then, so the Bengals already beat the Steelers twice, lost against the Browns, beat the shit out of the Ravens. So if y'all guys can win out those two divisional games, I mean, I would say that greatly helps out your chances. So I think really, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You do? I, I, I mean, do. okay, that. It's music to my ears. I, I would put it at what are the odds actually? Because I know around this time of the year you can start putting on bets on fringe teams to make the playoffs or not. Sure. What are their odds to make the playoffs? I'll look I mean, it up. I'm not I sure. Say, I want to say I, mine. It's one thirty-five. I just think that you know the Browns and the Ravens are going in the wrong direction, and you guys are going in the right direction. And I think that bodes well for the AFC North for you. But that's so just my this. Pick. I don't see any like sports betting odds on it, but I do see that um, a win against the Niners would have put us at a 57% chance and the loss put us at a 32.8% chance. So you're nailing the head. Yeah, like literally like 33 statistically. Hmm. Interesting. That's um 
Bengals wire from USA Today. Yeah, I, don't, I can't find any sports betting odds on it. Oh, wait. Sportsline.com? That's got to be something. Oh, no. That's just the betting odds for their game against Denver. All right, then. Never oh, wait. No. Plus 175 to make it. Oh, I would take that bet. Plus 175. That's... I would take that I don't bet. know. It's a little bit of juice. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Next up, we got... The NFL had a record 37 positive tests for COVID on Monday, and more are expected to come. How is this going to affect the playoff race? It's going to affect a lot, actually, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think they just, I think before we just came on, it was either Schefter or somebody else just tweeted that it was 75 positive cases in the last two days. God damn. Okay. So that number went up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, damn. And it's been crazy, too, because it was like that before the weekend. The Rams are really affected. The Browns are another team. The um, Dolphins, their whole backfield. There might be some postponements soon. It's just crazy. Maybe. Yeah, because it, it was a non-factor pretty much. All last all, season, too. Yeah, all, all this season it's been pretty much, you know, been in the – back of the bus and now all of a sudden like it's it's just taking the forefront of just guys just not missing time like cowboys right. even like uh, no major players missed out but mccarthy was out and i can't remember it was like one guy that missed but mostly yeah. the coaching staff well cooper had it marty cooper had it that's right that's right yeah. i'm sorry fucked over my fantasy team for a little bit <laughs> that happens yeah no the Bengals though honestly they haven't had any problems with COVID. I can't think of a single player that's been out with it. You should probably find some wood to knock on. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, now come our playoff push. Joe Burrow is going to be out. Joe Mixon's out. Like oh, that's God. on. Who, that's on. Who me. is your backup quarterback? Um, oh, fuck, I Finley? know his name. What? Ryan Finley? No, Finley's gone. It's like it's Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Oh, I forgot right. where he right. went. It's Brandon Allen. Yeah, I forgot where he went. Uh, for school, but he's not very good. I can ran out to Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's not very good. It was Ryan <laughs> Finley, though the uh, the NC State guy. Yeah, he was. He was sad. also not good. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. What for a backup? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's, he's, he's probably okay. no Cooper Rush, but oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Who do the Vikings have? Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. Oh, yeah, I knew that, actually. Yeah, that was a good pick, I think. I like him. Yeah, in about six years when he's developed. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a project. All right, next up, speaking of quarterbacks, though, how do we feel about Mike Glennon, backup for the Giants and current starter right now because Daniel Jones is out? Mike Glennon's locker room nickname is apparently Necosaurus. Because really? if you don't, Yeah, if you don't know, his neck is literally just – absurdly long like he's probably the longest neck giraffe. i've ever seen yeah basically huh you think he'd have an advantage you could probably see over the line a lot quicker and know the package in the secondary yeah i'm sure it adds a couple inches to his height i don't know i love it though i think that's the, like because i mean obviously people in the media joke about it and and make memes about it and stuff but it, to to know that you know his teammates in his locker room just refer to him as Nickasaurus, I think that's hilarious. It is funny. It makes me wonder what Davis Mills' nickname is. It's General Mills, isn't it? 
Oh, because Davis Mills also has a fat neck, too. Yeah, he's got a huge <laughs> neck, too. But General Mills works, yeah. Oh, he's he's the starter for the season now, right? Yeah. Yeah, they so. choked yeah. away my, my bet they this bench, weekend. They benched Tyrod? Or did they did. Him? Yeah. Yeah, they said that Mills is going to start for the rest of the season. All right, there's really not much to say about Nekasaurus. I just thought that one was pretty funny. I had to include that. I mean, it is. He's, it's a fascinating necklace. <laughs> All right, so how do we feel about the idea of the Jaguars? Kind of going back to this, we already hinted on it. Um, how do we feel about the Jaguars being more dysfunctional than the Texans? Do you, do you think this is true, or do you would you still give the crown to Houston? Man, that's tough. They're even, I think. Yeah, honestly, I think they're definitely like the the low, the scum of the scum right now. <laughs> it's kind of like that South Park episode. Like, would you rather have a, a big douche or a turd sandwich? Like, yeah. I, they both suck pretty hard. Right. Um, I think I'd I, probably still say the Texans are just slightly worse overall. Texans are tough because, like, Texans don't have a future right now because they're about to get rid of Deshaun. Right. Yeah. Or, and then the whole other stuff that's going on with that guy that I don't really feel like getting into. Um, and then they have but to at be least on a like, complete rebuild, it seems. Yeah. Right. Right. Like they're and they're not doing anything to like look forward to. At least with the Jaguars, you could say, well, we have Trevor Lawrence still. We have Josh Allen on the defensive side. Like we have um, James Robinson, who's still a really good running back, and ETN, who who knows what. But like they have some pieces. That you could yeah. like kind of get excited about, maybe, even though yeah. they've all looked like shit except for James Robinson. I'd Josh say Allen. the future is much brighter for Jacksonville than it is for Houston at this point. Yeah, that's a good point, right. especially like talent wise, too. They do have a lot more just raw talent. Yeah, because I've seen also videos of like Texan games have just zero fans at them this year. Yeah. Yeah, no. Houston's future is just bleak, and like every good player they have is either left town, got traded, or just or wants to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or wants to be. Wants out somehow. Um, yeah, it's and David Cully, he's a lame duck head coach. I mean, he's not going to be around for that much longer. Same thing for Urban Meyer, but at least you could attract a good head coach to come to Jacksonville with the opportunity to kill him, armor, uh, whichever Lawrence. I think Kellen Moore has been thrown out there a couple times. That would be interesting. It would be interesting. I still don't want it, but I just uh, don't know so, what yeah. what does Houston have to offer as far as a, a team and organization goes. Like nothing. There's, no, there's nothing. There's literally going on. nothing right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess they have they have to offer the opportunity to rebuild a program. You know what I mean? Or like an organization. Well, that sounds hey, from fun. from the ashes. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, if, if somebody Thanks. comes in there, builds it from the ashes over like seven years, they're going to be a legend in Houston. Right, yeah. that's true. And they, they would have the opportunity to do it just the way that they want to do it. They don't have to tweak anything. They could do it exactly how they want to. I thought that, that's probably the that only would be, selling point. That's the only silver lining in this yeah. situation for sure. Everything else is just bad. All right, we're going to end it with a fun one. So over the weekend, finishing yesterday, last night, uh, there was a sports better on the FanDuel Sportsbook who had a 13-leg parlay risking $20 to win 101000 And all he needed, it was literally every spread from the weekend. All he needed left was Cardinals minus two to cash it. And he decided not to hedge it 
and not to cash out for the $33,000 offer. How do you feel about that decision to let it ride? <laughs> mm. My take is if, because that's every sports better's dream, you know, flipping 20 bucks into 100K. Right. But if that was my opportunity, I would do whatever it took to get the funds to bet $50,000 on the Rams to cover. That way I have a guaranteed 50K no matter what. That's what I would do. But also God the cash damn. out. The cash out is pretty enticing too. Thirty three k. I don't know. I would have taken. I would have taken that thirty three thousand. I mean, I think I would also too, too. Honestly, yeah, I actually love the Rams. I almost bet on them, and then Jalen Ramsey was out with COVID, and then I was like, oh, maybe I won't. And then I, so, I had which, Rams plus three, which was nice. Yeah, I should have. I should have stuck with it, but then the Ramsey thing made me back out. So this guy's just should have bet on the Rams. Like I don't know what to tell you. Parlays. Dude, I just, I don't know, emotionally, dude, that guy has to, I mean, he's going to remember it for the rest of his life, but could you imagine, though, literally just being one game away from 100K? Like, that's life-changing money. You can do a lot with 100K. 33,000 is life-changing money. Yeah, honestly, you could do a lot with 33K. I was thinking I could find something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I I bet I could do something. (laughs) 33K is a down payment on a house. Dude, 33K is a lot of parlays, dude, you could place. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you could have just ran it back with like 10 more the next week. Exactly, dude. Even. Like, it, no, doesn't even, no it doesn't even count. It doesn't affect you. No, nah, but that, I just have, thought that was nuts. You would have free gambling money for the rest of your life with 33K. Yeah, okay. Theoretically, yeah, but I feel like you would want to spend some of it or take some of it. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, for the yeah, you could establish like a bankroll, you know what I mean? Like, just leave like five grand in it and be like, this five grand is my gambling money for the rest of ever, you know? Like, if I'm up, I'm up and just leave it in there, you know what I mean? That's what I want to start doing. That we can do that in Minnesota because we can't do that. You said what? We, I look forward to the day when sports gambling is legal in Minnesota because we can't do that. Oh, uh, we we also look forward to the day because it's not legal in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, people. We find just know ways. a guy. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. know a guy. <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. Oh, we can we can help. Yeah, I'll set you up. We'll talk about that after the podcast. Sounds All right, uh, that's it though for how we feel. And so next up, JD specialty. We got some fantasy football playoff talk. Playoffs are finally here. Hopefully, everybody had a good season. Um, yeah, how'd you guys do? My main league, I am the two seed, and I had the bye week. But in my other leagues, not so hot. Yeah, I didn't even make um, playoffs. I also am the two seed in my personal league with my friends. I went eight and six, but also the most points scored, so that was nice. nice. Yeah, me too. And yeah, uh, nice. I had the bye, so that was nice. Right and on. Then, yeah. But you guys co-own a team? Yeah, we that's do. What I was about to bring up. We missed the playoffs. We were the seventh seed. By one game. And it was, you know, the thing too is we literally lost like, we lost like two games because of last minute decisions to like swap people. Yeah, you can't do that. I, I, yeah, lesson learned. It (laughs) it sucked. You stick to your gut. That's my rule of thumb is you always stick to your gut. Didn't make playoffs in our own damn league. Yeah. It is what it is. That happens sometimes though. I mean, we'll get out of the shit, the, you know, the shit bowl or whatever it is. You can't, uh, you can't win them all, right? No. What about you? How'd you do? Um, I made the playoffs in all my leagues. I'm uh, nine and five in one, and then eight and six in two other leagues. Nice. So, okay. 
I did the same strategy drafting this year in every single league, and then it was either going to pay off or it wasn't, and it paid off that? so far. So I did a zero RB draft strategy this year. Oh, so I interesting. Didn't, I didn't draft a running back until the sixth round. No shit. Who was yeah. your RB one? Um, I got uh, Damian Harris in round six. Wow. Okay. I mean, honestly, that's that worked out. Yeah, yeah, it did. I got lucky. And then actually, um, I lost Gus Edwards to the IR, obviously. So that that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> that, <laughs> that yeah, because I was really looking forward to his season. I think he was going to have a major breakout season. I did too. Yeah, I was excited. I like Gus. Gus Bus. Yep. Let's see. So that bothered me, <laughs> but it still worked out in the end. I uh, so just for an example, I took Kelsey number one. I was the eighth pick in a 12-man league um i took kelsey and then i came back around and i took cooper cup and then came back around i took deontay johnson and then came back around and took adam Thielen, and then came around and took mclaurin and then damien harris gus edwards and then um kurt cousins okay and then uh taylor heineke so we do a two quarterback league Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's a super flex. It's a super flex. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's so nice. I had a double stack with Heineke and McLaurin and Cousins and Thielen. That's so that, actually, that's a nice strategy. And yeah. that worked out really well. And, um, and we also do an IDP, which if anybody's listening and wants to try something different in their fantasy leagues, I highly suggest doing an IDP and I highly suggest ditching kickers and defenses. Yeah. Interesting. I'm a- I think next year for because the one I have with my friends, I'm the commissioner, and I'm very looking into um, ditching kickers and defenses, and then yep. just going into adding two flexes and one being a super flex for. Yeah, super flex is a blast. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, I'm and it definitely changes that. your draft strategy because you have yeah you know, quarterbacks two quarterbacks are more important. Yeah, you score a lot or not a lot. Yeah. you don't have the right one, so. That's it. I've always thought about adding an IDP too. That would be fun. It's fun. I, you want a high flying linebacker, is what I always tell everybody. Makes sense. Yeah. Micah Parsons would have been the pick to have. Yes. My brother actually has him in our league and he's destroying everybody with him. He's averaging like 30 points a game. Which God is, damn. Which is insane. Yeah. Just I'm, imagine I'm what that 30 that. extra points could do every game for you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm scared no. to take out kickers and defense, though. I'm don't just, like, be afraid to do it. it. Trust it's kind me. of fun. Like I don't know. Kickers suck, dude. They're it is the worst. Just get rid of them. I but I, I kind of like the aspect of like you can win a game with your kicker going off for like 15 points. Yeah, which doesn't happen very often. Well, what anymore. what kicks <laughs> yeah. me in what what really grinds my gears though is how defenses can go negative. Yeah, it's just like oh, my team put up 130, my kicker went minus four. I lost a game by five points. That's why we, like, we got yeah. rid of defenses. Team it's defense, like, and we went straight to IDP. That yeah. Actually, I would be okay with replace, yeah, swapping. Just I think IDP I'm going to do defense. just like add another flex and then be a super flex. I don't know about the IDP. I'll have to talk about that. My friends are kind of dumb, so trying to explain <laughs> that to them would be Yeah, the majority, because really I'm also the commissioner. The majority of my friends, too, I don't know if they would – you know, be all, they'd all be like, board. "What? I don't understand what this process is." They'd be like, "What? You We've know? been doing it like this for like five years. What do you right. mean we're gonna but change it?" I could definitely sell like the 
the add two flexes, one could be a quarterback, and they'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool, more points. It was <laughs> hard. It was hard getting my league to uh, transition from ESPN to Sleeper, but that's a challenge. But I boy, like Sleeper a lot. It is so much better. It is so much better. Yeah, it's hashtag not a sponsor, but boy, they are so much better than ESPN. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> one of my friends, I remember, he started the season zero and six, and. He like called me or like he like deleted his team name, made his profile picture black, and was like he like dropped some like really good player and was like we were like dude what are you doing and he was like fuck sleeper I'm never using this app again if y'all want me to play next year play on ESPN and I'm like so you're blaming sleeper <laughs> for your team being bad maybe like, he should draft better yeah exactly like come on dude you can't do that but he ended up bouncing back and finishing like five and eight so. Oh, well, at least he got five wins, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, but still, I was just like, come on, bro. It's can't be a quitter. It's better, man. It's just, I can't explain it. It is. The, pla- the platform itself is just so much more user-friendly, and it's faster, and it updates everything faster. Yeah. Yeah, it, I love the breaking news dinger that you get if you sign up for that on their settings. I mean, they have everything for, like, injuries, whatever it may be, like your team scoring, everything. It's, yeah, it's a good app. I also know. like the the little mascots that fight while you guys. Play yeah, that's kind of fun. It's a little touch that ESPN. Yeah. Well, the problem with ESPN is it hasn't updated its app in like ten years. Mm-hmm. It's literally been the same thing. Yeah, literally. And the way that fantasy is booming, it's changing. People are changing the way they're playing. They're changing their research. It's just a booming company altogether, and it's just something that. ESPN yeah. has failed to adapt with. And the only thing that ESPN keeps on doing is like, hey, we got Matthew Barry. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, no. Right. I like Matthew Barry. They do Barry. push him. I, yeah, I love but, Matthew Barry, but they nah. push the fuck out I of him. I like there. Field a lot better. Field. And that's nothing, against, and that's nothing against Barry because he's the GOAT. But, right. But Field. I like hates. Field too. I like Field too. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I, I, like, tend, I tend to agree with his takes more than berries for some reason i just like the way barry writes like i think he's a really good writer he is yeah, and like his show yeah. is entertaining he he does like a lot to make it more than you know just talking about numbers all the time like, right mm-hmm. so he does a good job about that but yeah all right in terms of actual fantasy playoffs let's talk about some uh who are your list of most important players for the fantasy playoffs man i off the top of my head if i had to name some i would say cooper cup is a is league there, winner. Justin Jefferson sure. is a league winner. Travis Kelsey could be a league winner just because of the positional disadvantage. Running back wise, it's a little harder because everybody's injured right now. But right. I would probably say Jonathan Taylor is going to be your league winner in that. Oh, without question. He yeah. should easily finish as the number one running back in fantasy football at the end of the year. I'm trying and, to think of any other running backs though. Austin Eckler. Eckler. Oh yeah, that's that. That's true. And he's tough because he's questionable for Thursday, which sucks for people that have motherfucker shareholds. <laughs> Did and not know be, that. Yeah, he's questionable. That's why I had the buy. <laughs> they should rest him. Side. Oh, note. y'all's buy is this week. We started last week. Yeah, yeah. So side note on that, and I put that in my blog for Thursday. Actually, is that I am not a fan of first round buys in fantasy football playoffs. Really? Interesting. I just think that, you know, you have all these guys putting money into this league and trying to win. And more often than not with these bye weeks, there's two teams on the outside looking in that could have been in and you could be playing more. 
I just think the more the merrier in the playoffs. I mean, they all want to win. Yeah. I just I just like that aspect of it, and maybe that's yeah. totally the wrong take, but I just think that that's how we do it in one league. In the other league, we don't. But I just think it's more competitive when when those two teams that were supposed to be on by aren't just sitting on their couches watching their teams play when they actually have to compete the entire season. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get you. But for us, the way that we did it, because we started out as a four-team playoff, and then we expanded to two. And I don't think – if you were 12-man league, and if you can't get in the top half, then it's like you don't really deserve to be in the playoffs, even though there is the money. And we also – we like to dish out punishments. So um, <laughs> if you're not in that top half, like get ready to eat some hot wings. Oh, wait, is that, I, that's one of my questions too. I had for this. Is that your punishment you guys have? Yeah, we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, mine's the, if you get last place, you have to do the blazing wing challenge at B-dubs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll, get, yeah, we'll, fun. we'll get into it in a bit though, but in terms of other important players, I'm you know, it, it's going to be tough because, it really comes down to their strength of schedule for the playoffs. And that's something that you kind of have to look at, you know, the last couple of weeks leading up to this point, just because you want to have somebody that is playing, you know, a money freaking schedule for your three playoff games and not a tough matchup. Yeah. And then you also throw in the factor of everyone staying healthy with this COVID outbreak that the NFL has seen right now. I mean, that's going to affect the fantasy football playoffs more than it ever has. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're going to have to stay active on the waivers. Um, as far as injuries go, like just for an example, Damian Harris is still questionable for a Saturday's game, which another note, people, there's Saturday football games this week. That, that's going to be one to remember. Yeah, and um, if Damian Harris doesn't play, well, I have Ramondre Stevenson, thank God. So I'm going to be starting him because he is a freaking monster out there too, just like Damian yeah. Harris. So sure. it's just making sure that you have your backups in the right spot and for the right players. And if you got a player that's had a lingering injury the entire season, you know, you should probably have that handcuff sitting on your bench for the, for the playoffs for now more than ever. Um, yeah. The, there's always one weird player that just like pops up out of nowhere for fantasy playoffs. I remember, right. I think like five years ago or something, it was before Kamara was in the league, but for the Saints, Tim Hightower was one of the guys. Oh, yeah. Was a real league winner like five right. years ago. So something every, every year, there's like one guy that you need a, right. a late season waiver wire pickup that you need to get that'll win you your league. And yep. so it's just a matter of finding out and determining who that is. Right. Exactly. Um, one that could possibly be is it depends on what happens with Daryl Henderson and in Los Angeles, but Sony Michelle's looked really good the last two weeks. Um, That's true. That's he only enough. had, he only had 10 points last game, but they really didn't need him to do much. He still looked good running the ball, but the yeah. game before that he had 21 plus points. So, I mean, I think in my opinion, he's looked better than what Henderson has done on the ground this year, whether or not that matters with the Rams coaching staff thinks probably not. But it's something to think about. Um, another good one would be Rashad Penny. Last week he blew up. Shit. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. yeah. Somebody should be picking him up tomorrow on the waivers if he's not already on a team because mm-hmm. the way it sounds and the way he looked on Sunday, he will continue to get the football. 
So what you're saying is I should probably drop Michael Carter for Rashad Penny right now. Well, that Carter, would, yeah. Carter still could come back. So uh, would, he usually sits on my bench. I don't know. I have James Robinson as the problem, though. So yeah, I, mean, I also have James Robinson. I really need the thing is because I picked up Madison whenever Cook went down. So Madison's on the COVID bad. list now. Oh, shit, really? So you should be able to slide him on your IR. Okay, that'll help me at least pick somebody And up, you but... could probably do that with Michael Carter, too. Oh, I can just I drop Corey Davis. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Man, drop so Corey Davis, and... Davis. Yeah, a lot of people were, though, I think, just because kind of a new scenery for him, and he just didn't do anything in Tennessee. Oh, no. Speaking of that, who are um, – now that, you know, kind of the year's coming to an end, who are some of the – Corey Davis could be considered one. I don't know if he's one of the biggest, but – what are busts. the biggest disappointment? Yeah, biggest busts of the year. You know, I think as number much as one I hate to say it is Terry McLaurin. Slightly, which really yeah. Sucks. Slightly, he, yeah. Uh, he just hasn't had the big boom games that you drafted him for. Yeah. Uh, and as a shareholder of his, it, I can definitely attest to that. It's been a struggle. I've put him on the bench more than I'd like to admit. Yeah, Elijah and I have him on our GTD team. Am I? Every once in a while. Yeah, every and he'll put up like 17, 18, but you're right. He has had like zero boom, boom games. Right, and now he got hurt last game, so that's fun. And the last two games, he had nine points and five points. Before that, it was 21. Before that, was 13, then six, then 25, then six, then eight. Yeah, And it's so. just kind of been – he's been very inconsistent. And I think, you know, the fact that – Fitzpat or yeah, Fitzpatrick wasn't there. I think that made a big difference because that's one of the main reasons why I drafted McLaurin so high was because you know Fitzpatrick likes to sling the ball. Yeah, and Heineke has just looked terrible the last two games, and he got hurt. He's going to play, but I really don't care. I don't think <laughs> so. It's just uh, it's a tough situation. Um, yeah. So I would say McLaurin is one. Um, Travis Kelsey is as consistent as he's been. You know, he has had his five-point games and seven-point games, and he just didn't. There's do been that. a couple, yeah, yeah. He just didn't do that last year. Yeah, and you know, considering I took him as my first overall pick, he's a bust. Um, and I would say Saquon Barkley's in that same resume. Is, yeah, he's been bad, but the Giants are bad. Yeah, Saquon was my first-round pick, but thankfully I traded him away after week two. So. Yeah, that worked out for me. But yeah, I think <laughs> my number one biggest appointment would probably be Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a really good pick for disappointment. Yeah, because I mean, I so everybody picked him in the top three. Yeah, me too. I stayed away just because it was a Bears receiver, but right. and, yeah, you know their quarterback questions and everything. I thought about that, drafting him too, but he's so good. Like I feel like he's oh, really right. talented. You know, he's always been consistent. That's the thing. He's Mr. Consistent, but this year it's been just a nightmare. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. It's been non-existent. Right. Um, trying to think of some other ones. DeAndre Hopkins would probably be a hat to throw Hopkins in is – yeah, I would say too. that's fair. Yep, yeah, I would say that's 100% fair. For fantasy-wise, he would also be – I know we were talking about um, most important players for playoffs. If you're a playoff team and you still have Hopkins – I think he's probably right up there um, because if he could, if he could play like he usually does in the playoffs, I mean, watch out. He could win you your league out of nowhere. I mean, because he can stay healthy, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, but he, I mean, in terms of 
Uh, I mean, he missed a couple weeks, and then he's had some pretty lackluster games. So Hopkins would definitely be a name that I'd throw out there for a disappointing season. Right. I would but, also put uh, Brandon Ayuk in there as well. He's yeah. Top. A lot of people had Ayuk poised to have a breakout season. And first yeah, three yeah, rounds, too. expectations for him. Yeah, he went up high in a lot of drafts. He did. Very yeah. high. I know that this is – I don't know if this is considered a low blow or not, but because I know Kelvin Ridley has his own mental things going on. But, I mean, I guess in the fantasy world, he is a bust considerably. But uh, you, Yeah, you could consider – yeah, I mean, if you yeah. – you, a second round draft pick on him and he's only right. played and, and that's nothing he against play, him he... at all. Cause I know he's got his own yeah. thing going on and that's yeah. totally perfectly fine. Um, but just looking at it as a fantasy aspect and same with AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. That would be AJ Brown. Yeah. I mean, Kyle draft... Pitts yeah. Is, is another one that, you know, he's had a couple of big games, but in the grand scheme of things, he's only like tied in nine and you know, a couple Couple right. guys drafted him early and often. So yeah, and I tried telling people that at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. is that there's something about rookie tight ends that just don't work out. Yeah, right. The last rookie tight end to actually be fantasy football relevant was Evan Ingram. I think that was what 2017 when he was. And a the irony of it was that was probably his most relevant fantasy year. Right. <gasps> and then prior to Ingram, you have to go all the way back to Jeremy Shockey's rookie year, which was. So I don't even remember very few and far between when yeah. tight ends are relevant as a rookie in fantasy football. Yeah. And then you yeah. have Dalton Schultz who went undrafted and he's tight in number five. Right. Right. So and that's part of it. That's yeah, it's, it is. You just never know. I think yeah. DJ Moore could be another name you could throw out there as far as a fantasy bust, just because the quarterback situation in Carolina is a disaster. True. Which was sure. some somewhat expected, I guess, with Darnold. Yeah, right. He looked pretty decent the first quarter of the of the season. Yeah, and then well, for the first three games, especially. And then I think he just showed his true colors after that. So yeah. <laughs> I knew to stay away from. Him. I had him last year, so I knew his I knew his talents and traits. And uh, thank God I traded him last year, and I definitely stayed away. So you guys have any players that you think you know overachieved from your expectations? I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup. I mean, Jonathan uh, Taylor overachieved from what I thought he was going to do. I really – I thought he was going to be a first-round bust. Sure. Austin uh, Eckler has been pretty great. Um, I took him fifth overall in my personal league, and a lot of guys are, like, scratching their head. They're like, why would you take him, like, fifth? You could have grabbed – I don't know. I can't remember right. what other guys were available. But He's I, the number like, one overall yeah. fantasy player, period. Eckler is? No, Cup. I'm sorry. For some oh, reason, Cup is. Oh, uh, yeah. I drafted Cup in like the fourth. Yeah, fifth Eckler, round. I think he's number 11 overall. Mm-hmm. I think you would top. have to put Cordero Patterson up there as well. Absolutely. The biggest surprise. 100%. Yeah, huge surprise. Without question, probably the biggest surprise. And Just because you didn't else. know. I mean, he's been in the league for so eight, long. eight years and nine years, and nobody's known how to use him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Atlanta, which is a dumpster fire decides to throw him out there and he just exceeds. Yeah. The fact that Cordero Patterson's good though, makes me believe that Arthur Smith is probably a good head coach. Yeah. He knows how to use them. He knows yeah. how to utilize his players and you know, they, they've had a rough year, but Matty ice just isn't what he used to be. I don't think. No, yeah. he's getting up there and which kind of makes me sad. Cause I've always liked the guy. 
He's always been a serviceable fantasy football quarterback. But... Oh, definitely for fantasy wise, yeah, he's he's been pretty consistent. Right, right. All right, we we uh, talked about it a little bit with uh, Elijah mentioning his Buffalo, the hottest Buffalo Wild Wings. But first off, I want to talk about our favorite all-time punishments, but also uh, what are your guys' leagues? Elijah, is that your only punishment you guys have is just the uh, the Buffalo yeah. Wings Challenge? Yeah, we went with the Blazing Wings Challenge because, like, before we tried to do stuff, we're like, oh, at the next party we have, like, we'll tape the loser to a tree or just, I don't know, just something crazy, and then nobody actually sticks to it. So I, tr- I tried to make sure we all got on one that was, like, sucked, but still, like, you couldn't really bitch out of it as easily, yeah. you know? So, like, I went with this because it's going to suck and, like, you can't really – we were in between that or, like, do the stand-up one or, like, uh, I don't know. I think it was in between that and do stand-up for, thirty like, five minutes. And we write the jokes for him. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, it would have been funny. But we took Did they have to do it at, like, a, a stand-up club, like, open mic yeah. night? Yeah, open oh, mic night. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a rip-off. I got that from somewhere off the internet. Um, the blazing wings I've drummed up myself, but I, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to see. I'm definitely going to drive up back to Fort Worth to uh, to see somebody eat those wings, the loser. So it's, I think it's a pretty good one. No, that, yeah, that's not, not the, too not, not the too best. harmful. Yeah, not the best, but I think it's a good one. JG, do you guys have any punishment? Um, we don't right now, really. I mean, I have a I buy a little tiny trophy. I'm the commissioner in our league, and I buy a little tiny trophy with – it's a toilet, and it's got a big old turd in there, you know. But And then I put their name on there. But So we used to do – we used to shave the loser's head. And this is Decker. <laughs> Can you wait Hi. for What's up? Okay, buddy. I'll be there in just a minute. Um, Sorry, guys. No worries. Um, so we used, to, we used to shave the guy's head that got last place. Um, that's actually a lot of fun. I highly suggest doing that. That would be a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we'd take him out on the deck and we'd take the trimmers to him and then we'd bick it after that. So I mean it was full fledged shave. Yeah. Oh like, that's a good one. I haven't I haven't heard seen anybody do that one in a while. No no a... guard or nothing. Just straight up. Well, right. So we we'd we do it with the guard to get it down and then we'd bick it after that oh, so that man. we weren't like so we weren't pulling hair you know with the yeah blood. i got you yeah but now still so straight to the straight to the skin yeah oh so like full bald like true oh bald yeah bald. like jason statham oh that's great <laughs> <laughs> my league this year we're doing um i wanted to do the open mic night like elijah said but what i wanted to do is tell him we were going to write the jokes and then give him a blank card. So whenever he got up there, he just had to like freestyle. <laughs> but my league was like, oh, if I lose, there's no way I'm doing that. And I'm like, don't fucking lose then. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we ended up deciding on the loser has to complete the entire NFL combine, every single workout. And the winner gets to record their stats. And the loser has to post it on social media, all their stats to. And with like the caption, like I'm terrible at fantasy football or something like that. Well, so funny. it's not as harmful. I wanted the stand up comedy. Another one we considered too that was uh, kind of funny was doing a the loser has to recreate the Sports Illustrated body shoot and turn it into a calendar. 
That's funny too. Which some of our some of the people in my league are like former college linemen. So like imagine them doing like a posed. It would just it would be weird. So that's kind of why we decided to move away from it. But oh man, it would be wa- funny though. Yeah, the Waffle House challenge is another classic one. That yes, I've seen that on the internet. Doing. Yeah, so that sounds terrible. I'm not gonna lie. Oh it my would god, be so boring. Another, there's also uh, like taking the SAT just because of how embarrassing it would be to be like, you know, a 20 something year old man with all these 16 year old kids. Like, well, the, the worst part is that they do the SAT at like seven in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. you got to wake up at like 6 a.m. as an adult to take the SAT again. You can't, right. you can't have your phone. You just have to sit there for like seven hours. And... Which, I mean, if I got last, I would definitely be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, one, I've no, seen, but I just don't, uh, I don't get last though. Yeah, I, no, it's not it's not possible. I've seen one trending on TikTok uh, is like the loser gets inside of a dog crate for like an exer- a certain amount of time and the rest of the league just like throws shit at them and like pours milk all over them and like, I don't even know, just torments them basically for a few minutes. Wow. Yeah, there's plenty of them, but all right, that, that's that's mostly what we got uh, for fantasy. Best of luck, though, to everybody in their fantasy playoff journey. Hopefully, I get the dub in my league. Hopefully, you guys get the, the championship in yours. JD, Absolutely. thank you so much for coming on. It's you always bet. a pleasure talking to you. I'm Just sure. a couple reminders for everybody. I know it's late in the season, but it is a good practice. Make sure that you have your flex players in their main slot if they have a Thursday night game or a Saturday night game so that you can flex if you have to. Yes. It's just a um, good practice to do. Yeah. And you can really screw up your team if if something happens. Like if you had a running back play yeah. Thursday, Thursday night and they played, but then your other running backs got hurt for the rest of the week, well, you're not going to be able to swap them all. So yeah. just something to think about. Yeah, no, no, definitely it's something small, but it can have a big impact. I always do that as well. But alrighty, though, thank you for coming on. I'm sure, again, like I was saying, I'm, we'll probably see you again. Uh, be sure, everybody, to go and check out all of James's content over on our website, writing some great blogs, talking about mentioning his Thursday blog as well. That'll be up. So be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, right. thanks for coming on. Good luck in oh. What? Sorry. Good luck. Good luck in week one. All right, thank you. I see it. Oh, that was funny. I just heard like a little, uh, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Right after I clicked the button. Alrighty. We just got a little bit of a UFC talk we're going to get into, and then, of course, end it with love it or loathe it. Um, so if you didn't know, UFC 269 was over the weekend, and it was a hell of a fight card. It was the last pay-per-view event of the year and arguably the best. I mean, the main event was nuts. Even some of the prelim fights were nuts. But I think the biggest takeaway is that Amanda Nunes fight. Were you you were watching it, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, that was fucking nuts. What do you what are your what's just your initial reaction to it? That just, I think it's always worth to put a little bit of action on some big underdogs in the UFC. Because again, just anything could happen. Dude, I was literally, you know, Colton. Colton's been on the podcast before. I was texting him about the fights. And I was like, 
I could just throw $800 on Nunez to win 80. And he was like, literally free money. And I was like, I had it typed out. And I was like, I'm one button away, bro. Like, don't tempt me. And I ended up about not, to do it. I was about to, but I didn't. I did oh not do it. Oh, my God. That would have been so bad. It would have. Oh, my God. I would have. Like that Joe Exotic meme. I, I will never financially. No, but literally. But actually, I mean, yeah. That would that would have fucked me. Um, yeah. So glad I didn't do that. But I mean, no, because I mean, could you imagine you put eight hundred dollars on the other chick though? Oh my god, dude, that would have that would have paid for college. I mean, no, but uh, it would have paid for fucking. You could buy a car if you put eight hundred dollars on her. Yeah, it would have been a lot of money. Been a like, shitty car, like five bands. It'd been a car. Yeah. No, but I remember just before the fight started too. Like I was watching with some friends, and we were all just saying like, oh. Here we go, another another Nunez domination, like another excuse for her to pat her highlight reel. I mean, yeah, she the, got her ass kicked. The, the first round though looked like another Amanda Nunez clinical. Like she was just beating her ass. She had three minutes of ground control, but then the second round, bro, Pena was just like it was like I don't even know, dude. It was like Rocky style, just like the way she was piecing her up, just like one at a time. Like there was no big knockout punch. It was just slowly but surely, just uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, and then Oliveira, that fight definitely took me by surprise. Uh turns out poor turns out Charles Oliveira is the champion for a reason. And he got to yeah. fight for a reason. Um, because he put fucking Poirier to sleep. Dude, yeah. I mean, Poirier, I will say though, that first round in the stand-up was kind of ugly. Like Poirier was fucking him up in round one. Right. I was pretty happy. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, maybe I should have put more money on Poirier. Yeah. I mean, I didn't put that much, but I put some. And I was like, damn, this is kick-ass. And then all of a sudden, the second round, he had him on the ground, and he just kept on rubbing his face on him and using his elbows. And I was like, shit, this doesn't look good. Well, hopefully third round, it comes to the stand-up and just – which, by the way, the standing-up choke, or is that the rear naked choke is what yeah, it's called? Yeah, stand, standing rear naked choke, yeah. It's my favorite move in the UFC. Dude, it's like – if you It's my get- favorite move. If you, as like the you know the person attempting the submission, if you get their back while they're standing up, it's literally GGs. Like it, it's it's yeah. over. Like, which was crazy that Dustin let that happen because I feel like Dustin should know that you know as a jujitsu artist, that's the kind of shit let Oliveira is going to go for. Yeah, he's a good enough fighter to where he should probably fight against, go against that. But you probably tried. It's one of my favorite moves because they're because like in your mind you're like he's going to go to sleep. He's gonna go to sleep, and then they, they just go limp, and then you're just like, "Go to sleep!" Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that was nuts. So, though. Yeah, he deserves it, though. I I will say I doubted him too. I mean, I thought Poirier. I still do think Poirier's the better fighter. Dude, it's crazy. But... This this uh, the guy that I went golfing with. He told me like the week before. He was like, "Bam, a money line, like book it." Like, and I was like, "I don't know. I kind of like Georgia, but I'm not gonna bet on it." And he was like, nah, dude, Bama, Bama Moneyline plus 200, like, all the way. to." And then the next week, he was like, you have to bet on Olivier. And I was like, really? Like, I got money on Poirier. And I was like, how much money did you put on Olivier? And he was like, at least 50 bucks. And I was like, okay, dude. Sure enough. <laughs> okay. There, I mean, it did scare me, though, because Poirier's odds went from, like, minus 162 to, like, minus 125 at one point. Right. So I don't I don't know, but it was an entertaining fight nonetheless. I mean, lightweight is the most entertaining division. Next up in line, we got Justin Gaethy is going to be fighting Oliveira, so that's going to be a good one to watch too. Oh hell yeah! 
Probably gonna put money on Gaethje too, like a dumbass. I'm gonna put money on Gaethje, bro. Gate, dude, Gaethje, one punch, bro, and Oliveira's out of there. I'm definitely gonna put money on Gaethje. I think you have to. But other than those, I mean, the main card was pretty good. You got Cody Garbrandt getting his ass knocked out by Kai Car France, which that literally busted my fucking parlay. It's okay though, because Poirier lost to um who else? Jeff Neal and Santiago Panzanibio. I don't even know how to say his last name. They went into a, a split decision. That was a really good fight as well. But yeah, mostly, I mean, that main card was really just highlighted by the Nunez upset. It was nuts. But mm. oh, and O'Malley. How can I forget about O'Malley? Dude, the Sugar Show goes on. Another ass beating. So that's the whole reason that inspired this next little tidbit is uh, talking about O'Malley and just how he's kind of risen into such a big box office attraction. We wanted to uh, throw together a little like rankings of the biggest box office draw or TV pay-per-view draw in the UFC right now. So, I mean, our lists are pretty similar for the most part, but mm-hmm. Elijah, what is your top five? Yeah. So this is a mix of also like my personal top five and what I think is the biggest draw. So first off McGregor, obviously biggest draw in the UFC is still. Yeah. Um, next up, I got Israel Adesanya. He's still a style bender. I know he lost his last fight, but he's still a top five draw. Next up is my personal current favorite fighter right now is Francis Ngannou. I can't wait to see him reclaim the belt um, against Gane. It's going to be a great fight. I'm going to bet on Ngannou. I fucking love Ngannou. He's my. He's just. He's just a grown man. He's fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, he's just a grown man. And he's then, scary. Uh, Carl Usman is another guy that I just love watching. Um, he's Kamaru? just, yeah, yeah, Kamaru Usman. I'm sorry, I don't know. Why I said Carl. Uh, he's he's just scary. He's the Nigerian nightmare for a reason. Yeah, um, him and Ngannou are like the scariest two dudes in the UFC. Yeah, and and Usman just has a chokehold on his division like no other fighter has right now. Yeah, literally. And then last, I think O'Malley's probably one of the other biggest draws, even though he's not fighting for titles right now. He still has so much buzz just because of his personality, the way he fights, and his internet presence. Um, definitely everyone knows about him, even casual, more casual UFC fans, even though he doesn't really fight in ranked matches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he has, especially like the last two years, he's fought six times in the last two years. So he's, he's generating buzz, too, because he's just getting involved more. But my top five, I have two separate ones. I have my like actual top five, what I think are the top five box office. And then my favorite top five to watch. Um, <clears throat> it's really hard to make a list of like my favorite because aside from other sports where you always have like a favorite team and a true fandom, like I like so many fighters. Like it's hard to pick a, a group of favorites. But anyway, I agree though. McGregor, obviously far and away number one still to this day, box office draw. Uh, number two, I, it would be Adesanya, same as you. Uh, he, he's just so good. He also has a good personality as well. Mm-hmm. It would be Khabib in that spot. I would have Khabib as the number two if he was still fighting, but he's not. And then I have Sean O'Malley a little bit higher at number three just because I think he has been pulling in the younger audience, like the TikTok audience, you know, like the 13 to 16-year-old type range. So even though, he, like you said, he's not fighting the the, the main, you know, main event fights, People are still watching, especially because he's free. You know, more people can watch him because usually his fights are free. But and then I also have Usman on that list at number four. He's just so damn good. And then 
Last but not least, the Diaz brothers collectively. Either one, Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz. They The UFC loves them. So the fans always go nuts when they're fighting. My top five personal fighters, though, is a little bit different. Adesanya is number one. He is just far and away my favorite fighter. And then Sean O'Malley at number two because he is just so fluid in a unique strategy or, you know, what I'm, what's the word? Unique style. Unique style when he fights. Number three, got to give the, the women's division some love. Valentina Shevchenko is my favorite female fighter, and she just – it's fun to watch her knock people out every time. And then Derek Lewis is number four for me just because, you know, the Black Beast, his his interviews post-fight are always hilarious. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. Yeah, exactly. And then he had that one, too, was like, the, called Donald Trump. He told me knock this Russian motherfucker out, and I said USA in this bitch. <laughs> and last but not least, to round out my list would be Max Holloway. Um, always entertaining to watch him. Yeah. I have some honorable mentions to Patty the Batty and Ty Tuivasa because Ty Tuivasa is that dude, bro. He did another shoey this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sad that I didn't bet on him. Um, yeah, I think for me another hat to throw in there would be like Thug Rose. Doug Rose, um, yeah, that's a good one. She's definitely one of my for female fighters. She's definitely my favorite. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. Derek, I mean, Max Holloway is another guy, of course. Like scary Gaethje. Oh, is Gaethje's definitely, a good one. Gaethje's yeah. definitely probably like if I see a Gaethje fight, I'm gonna look forward to it. Um, because that's just literally like a crazy knockout in half of his fights yeah. or more. And and then Ganu again is just my favorite fighter. Yeah, that dude, he's fighting. It's in Ganu versus Gane next, which is going to be crazy. Gane's like that big ass, that? also freak of. Yeah. I think it's in January. But Jeez. he's un- Gane's undefeated, so that's going to be a hell of a fight, too. I can't believe it was sheesh. I've done that in a minute. Um, yeah, because UFC's over for the year, right? They're not doing it anymore. They still have like fight nights, but no more pay per view events. I think they have one uh, more okay. uh, fight night event. Okay, yeah, because I remember them saying like, Thank you for a good year or some shit on the last one. I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's mostly done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's hit some love it or loathe it. Round this off. Let's do it. Uh, I'll uh, read to me first. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. First up, we got Odell Beckham Jr. Said in October that he can't catch COVID because he had COVID. Oh, he and COVID had a mutual respect yet. He tested positive today. Uh, I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> just, just OBJ. That is some hotel shit. All right. Next up, Spencer Rattler is transferring to the University of South Carolina. So I'm gonna love this. Um, I think it's a very interesting move. He was definitely linked to UCLA before this happened. Um, he, South Carolina is definitely one of those schools where like he'll have expectations, but he won't. You True. know. Like, yeah, true. like, yeah, he'll be playing the SEC. Yeah, he was the former number one ranked quarterback, but also it's for USC on the East Coast. So it's not like there's a huge winning tradition there. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, their coach used to coach at OU. That's why he went over there. Um, but no, I thought it was an interesting move at first, but the more I thought about it, the more I like it for Rattler. Um, he definitely, like, the first. The thought that popped out of my mind is that first round's probably at the door, but him going to USC and probably putting up decent numbers against SEC schools will be like a second or third round pick. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I do like the move. It is interesting, but weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next up, the tickets for Jaguars at Jets this Sunday are as cheap as $12 a ticket. I love this. I've had my lunch was more expensive today. <laughs> um, just this is an NFL game. I bought cheaper, I bought the tickets for the same price for weekday Rangers games when we sucked. Yeah. That's so true. to the fact that you get this for an NFL game, I don't care if these are the two worst teams in the league. Um, Especially in New just, York, too. Yeah, no, New York. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, I guess nice. if you if you don't have anything to do in New York this weekend, buy Jets tickets <laughs> for $12. I mean, I would. And those, those are the cheapest ones. I was like, so I clicked on to see what the other ones were, and they're like 15 and 18 bucks for better seats. Bro, like I'm I'm not a Cowboys fan by any means, but if I see Cowboys tickets for twelve dollars, I'm gonna go to a game. Like you're joking me? Like they're like three hundred bucks for decent ticks. For yeah, Cowboys exactly. Games. It's it's out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we got Steph Curry. This was preemptive before we started, but now it has been made official. Steph Curry just broke the all-time three-point record in the NBA. I love it. Steph Curry is, of course, the greatest shooter of all time. He now proves it with this record. Um, I, I don't know what, what else could be more be said about Curry other than that. I mean, shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. He's a shooter. Steph Curry cooking in the pot. Yeah. Last but not least, we got Quinn Ewers sticking with the transfer talk, is transferring to Texas from Ohio State. I love it. My dumbass really thought he might come to TCU. Um, the thing that though rumors have it that TCU told him he would have to compete for the starting job and he immediately ruled us out. Those jackasses. No, oh no, honestly, fuck that. I don't want to give him a job. No, he, he I would. he's the number one overall ranked recruit. <laughs> but how many games have you seen him play in college? Zero, but I mean, like, whatever. Um, it would have been cool. It's weird. But... It's a weird saga for him. He transferred to UT, or he committed to UT, decommitted, went to Ohio State, now transferring to UT. Interesting yeah. story, but it is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's his hometown, you know, state team, but he's what it is. Alrighty, alright. So Matthew Stafford has been in the league for over a decade, and last night was his first win against a team with ten plus wins. Holy shit. I'm going to love this just because of how crazy of a stat this is. I think this speaks volumes uh, as to how just dog shit the Lions have been for the last decade because Matthew Stafford has, without a doubt, been a consistent, good quarterback in the league, uh, probably top 10 every year of his career, almost. And the fact that he just now got a win over a a team with 10 wins, that's crazy. So I love it for that fact. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Verstappen defeats Lewis Hamilton to win the 2021 Formula F1 uh, Drivers' Championship after a controversial last lap in Abu Dhabi. I'm going to loathe it, but I want to talk about it just a little bit. Um, The race over the weekend was absolutely nuts. It lived up to all the hype, um, but it was absolute bullshit, like total bullshit. Lewis Hamilton, there's literally a picture so for those that don't know, and Elijah, I know you, you probably didn't wake up at 7 a.m. to watch the race. So it came down. Lewis Hamilton was literally leading the race by like 14 seconds for like almost the whole time. Right. And then it came down to with one lap to go, Latifi crashed his car and the red flag came out, like the safety flag. So they had to stop the race and reline up on the grid 
with one lap to go. And the at the timing that they called the red flag was after Lewis Hamilton already passed the pit stop, but it was before Verstappen did. So Verstappen literally like snuck in, got a fresh pair of tires, and then got back on the grid right next to Hamilton for one lap. And in terms of racing, fresh tires are going to beat old tires any day of the week, no matter how good of a racer you are. So it's like, it's fucking bullshit that Hamilton that is win. That's some fuck shit. It, it, it's some fuck shit, dude. And everybody's like, no, that, that's the rules. That's the racing. And I'm just like, I mean, I get you want to have a new champion instead of the same guy for six years in a row. But like, Jesus, that was that was that was not cool. I didn't like it. All right. Um, the Lakers are considering trading Russell Westbrook and have been in talks with the Nets. I loathe it, especially because the Nets rumors. I would hate for the Nets to get even more of a superstar. And I also hate the fact that Russell Westbrook has just been bouncing over, bouncing around, you know. I don't like it. You know, maybe uh, Westbrook. (laughs) It's just Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy. First Alabama quarterback to do so. I love this. I think he definitely deserved it this year. There were a few other guys that could have been the conversation, but he was one of them. Uh, and also, it's just nuts that this was actually the first quarterback from Alabama to do this. Kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Um, OJ Simpson is now a free man after getting off parole. <laughs> I'm going to love it just because it's fucking just for the meme of it. It's OJ. I didn't even hear about this. I didn't know he got off parole. That's pretty funny. What a guy. What a winner. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all we got for this week's episode. Great way to end it there with a little bit of OJ. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> Great. No, dude. He's an upstanding citizen. What are you talking uh, about, dude? All right. But that's it. Thank you again. Uh, I know JD's not here, but big thanks to JD for coming on. Get some NFL fantasy talk in there. Uh, we'll be back again on Thursday this week another live episode so until then thank you guys for listening and we'll see y'all then elijah got anything to add all righty